All right, guys, welcome back to the Business Shift podcast. Very excited because we have another guest coming on today. We've got Adam Force joining us. Adam Force is the founder at Change Creator, where they help great e-commerce brands sell more great products. After doing over 300 interviews, running a magazine with celebrity features, 10 years at WebMD as director of strategic marketing, co-founding and running a record label in New York City, and building change creator Adam has learned a lot about selling over the past 25 years so I cannot wait to bring him in to chat with him about his insights on business and everything shifting from solopreneur to business owner Um, and so let's go ahead and cue that intro clip Welcome to The Business Shift, the podcast for online entrepreneurs who are focused on making the shift to business owners. We talk about what it takes to build and grow a thriving digital empire and the transition required as you grow. This is a shift I chose to make in my own business, your client success, and one you'll want to consider making as you grow from solopreneur to business owner. Please share and enjoy. Adam, welcome to the show. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, super excited to have you here. So I just want to start off with the question I start off every podcast with, which is where this is founded, is do you think that there's a difference between being a solopreneur and being a business owner? And if so, what is that difference? Well, I think that my question back to you would be, can a solopreneur own a business? Well, that really is up to you to define because I've got, <laughs> I've got my own definitions of what it means to be yeah, solopreneur, so, <laughs> business owner and everything like that. But I'm curious to what you think. Yeah. I think that a solopreneur, you know, obviously can own a business, right? So legally I can have my LLC. So if you want to get technical, you want to get to the legal terms, I'm a single person. I can own a business. So I can be technically a business owner. So it depends on how you're personally trying to define the terminology. Right? So, uh, yeah, I do think a solopreneur can be a business owner. But then as far as what it means, if you define solopreneur versus business owner, it sounds like you're getting more into uh, a business owner, meaning running teams, focusing on certain things, detaching your time from, you know, wearing all hats. So I look at it more as, do you want to have, do you want to run a business or are you just trying to have another job? Right. Oh, so yeah. as people, you know, when you have a job, it's, you're wearing all the hats, you're doing all the stuff, you're trading more time for money. Yeah. Um, and as a business owner, we want to step back, have a 30,000 foot view with strategic, um, you know, ideas kind of like playing chess, right. Mm. Where, I could pass this off. I could sell the business, right? Like McDonald's has a system in place. So to me, that's no longer a job. Now I'm a business strategist, a business owner, right? Where I'm looking at my business as an asset that creates revenue. And if that asset is set up correctly, I can bring in new people. They know what to do and it can be replicated or I can sell it. Mm. But if I'm a solopreneur and I have a job, I'm doing everything. It can't just be replicated and it can't just be sold. So I look at it as business owner versus do you just have another job? So in my, in my mind, it's more of a, a mental shift for people. And you're kind of just classifying the, the stage of that mental psychology for someone right. with the terminology solopreneur and business owner. Right. Yes. I I love that definition. That's super clear on that side of things of creating just another job for yourself or creating an asset that's going to generate revenue for you and can potentially get to the point where it would generate passive revenue for you, which is super cool. So 
what was your personal journey um, kind of being an entrepreneur, building a business? That's a, a whole thing. So I'd love to know your personal journey. And if you started out as a solopreneur um, and if where you're at now with your business, if you feel that you've made the transition to being a business owner, I uh, would just love to hear that whole journey. Yeah. Um, so we'll just go to my second business, which is Change Creator. Obviously, most of us start by ourselves. <laughs> so we're yeah. solo and we got to figure things out and we fumble through. So, yeah, we it was interesting because I, you know, I was a corporate guy, you know, 10 years WebMD and I had corporate running a business as an entrepreneur is 180 degree like flip from you know, being successful in the corporate world. So very mm -hmm. different. You can't, taking those skills is not necessarily going to work in the entrepreneurial world. So I had an uphill battle to figure out certain things and make certain mental shifts myself. Um, yeah. But it was a good process. You know, we ran a magazine with Ariana Huffington, Tony Robbins, all these guys, and we wow. learned lots of lessons. Like, Running a digital magazine as your first product at the gate, not a good idea. A lot of overhead, a lot of work. Um, and when you have a subscription for $20 a year, uh, you, better, you better know how, you know what I mean? Like, it's really a, gotta get a lot of quantity. Yeah, a lot of volume on that. Um, so, you know, we did courses, all these other things, um, podcasts for several years, all that stuff. Um, then we got into services. People from our courses were asking about um, can you just do this for me? Can you do that for me? Um, and so financially, people really wanted the services because we can actually have, and, and for us, we were able to take more control to get people results, right? Yeah. So um, we shifted into more of these services. It was kind of like a pilot, like, uh, I guess, trial, if you will, of doing yeah. this. And it worked out well. We got people really good results. Yeah. And um, so we continued to dial in and we were doing across the board, helping people who have services, coaching companies, whatever, plus e-commerce. But yeah. then we dialed into e-commerce because one, I just think it's really fun. <laughs> and I, I love doing the sales systems and marketing for that stuff. Um, and we just focused on it because we were good at it and we get people massive results. I had a client year over year with over 300% growth. Um, oh, wow. They went from making like 44 grand in March 2022. They weren't working with us. They were with another agency. Then we went to fast forward one year when they were working with us in March 2023. And they did, uh, I think it was 185,000, right? So wow. massive jumps in revenue. And it's a great brand, all non-toxic health and beauty, like all these great stuff. So right. we are still thriving in the spirit of why Change Creator started to help great brands get more of these great products out into the world. But now we're having more of a, a presence in their business and actually driving real results. And that is just priceless. So we've been having a good time with that. Right. And so on your end, would you say in your company, you operate as the business owner or do you still find yourself in the day-to-day -day operations? And if, if you operate as a business owner, how did you make that transition out of operating in the day-to-day -day stuff? Still transitioning. Still transitioning. transitioning. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, I, I still have like, so for me, I set up where I'd say 90% of everything that happens in the business is not with me, Yeah, <laughs> but there's 10%. Like I have, I hold the close relationships with clients, you right. know, text messaging, Slack, like talking strategy, 
But yeah. then I have teams that specialize in all the different parts that we're building and doing that do way better than I could. Right. And I just don't have the time. I wouldn't be able to have the time to do all that stuff for all the clients. So you have to, you're forced to like, you know, do that. So right. as far as that goes, I've done those steps and I've, I've retained the strategic relationship part because I like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, so I like to have those conversations. Like, what's the pricing model? What? How, how do we shift it? Like, where's the weakness? Is there a shipping strategy change? Like, what is it? Right. Like, yeah. And we start really. I like to analyze businesses with clients and find like what's working, what's not, and learn how to optimize. Um, so for me we keep it small, no more than five clients at a time. And then yeah. we have like other revenue channels that we're building based on that intellectual property that we're developing. Very cool. Okay. So what would you say, how would you say a, a solopreneur runs the business differently than a business owner? Because we, I, I agree with your definition that <clears throat> solopreneurs create jobs for themselves and business owners run a company through strategic right. management. <clears throat> excuse me and everything like that. And so how would a solopreneur run it versus an, a business owner run a business and how can they make that shift the solopreneur? Yeah, I think solopreneurs are just basically new. They don't know how to hire. They're not sure. They don't yeah. trust others. They don't know how to set up processes yet because they just yeah. haven't had the experience or right. direction. Um, and they haven't felt the pain yet. Yeah. The pain right. of, you know, just how do I hit a ceiling, a cap with my revenue? It's because you're trading so much of your time. So mm -hmm. burning long hours and feeling the pain of, uh, I need, I just had a baby. Um, I need to bring in more revenue for the family, but I can't because if I bring in another client or I do something else, like I, I, um, I just don't have the capacity now, right? Yes. Um, and so things will start falling through the cracks after a while. Clients get upset. You might lose a client, right? So stuff yep. like that starts to happen. And as that erodes, the pain gets worse where you're like, oh my God, I got to hire somebody. And yeah. then all of a sudden you finally break the ice. You hire your first designer. You hire writers. You know, you get your, your developers who can do all the different things. So I think that goes for any business and just kind of people have their own journey to figure that out. And I think the main motivator to change and detach is one, a mental shift on stop, stop trading time for money. Yeah. I love what somebody was like, if you look at, you can have two people say this thousand dollar bag is expensive. And the other person would say, I don't think it's that much. <laughs> and it's because one person is associating that with, I would have to work so many hours to actually afford that where the other person's like, I don't have to do it. I get, I get thousands of dollars every day coming in. I'm not even doing anything. Oh <laughs> right? so, yes. Yeah. Um, you know, it's this perspective. And so once they detach from that perspective of trading time, only they can do it right. All these things start to change around them. Right. Yes. Okay. That is, that is amazing. I love that, that kind of demonstration there. So for that, for those people that are kind of like, right stuck in that hard spot where they've reached the ceiling they're like man i i don't have time to bring on a client because i you explained that and i was like yes i get that like i've been there before and yep. so that ceiling and they're like how i don't even have time to train somebody like i don't know and i have to figure out time and find time to uh feel and work through my own control issues in my business so how would you recommend somebody manages that time and what are some action steps that they could could take to to bring on their first hire 
Yeah. I mean, it's really not rocket science, honestly. Know what you need from somebody. And then just, I just, honestly, you can most times go on to Upwork and make sure you know you have qualifying questions so you weed out, you know, people you don't want. And you just interview a bunch of people, like just, just start having conversations and all of a sudden someone will click and it'll Mm -hmm. be like, okay. And you got to bring them on and just get experience. But before you can bring someone on, you're going to look at that and say, well, how do I, how do I translate what I need done? So you're going to need, oh, I need a process. Like I need a system. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times people come, oh, I'm leaving corporate and I'm starting my own business because I want freedom and I'm going to, okay, whatever. And so (laughs) at the end of the day, what you find out is freedom only comes by actually being organized with processes, all the things you probably hate in corporate, right? Right. You actually have to set those things up. um, And a lot of people don't want to do that legwork. So I would, what I had done is I I will literally just be like, all right, hun, this weekend, consider me gone. I'm going to sit in the office uh, and I'm going to just build processes. I got to get all this crap on paper for people and shoot videos. Or as you're going through something with a client, record it. Yep. There's, there's a process. Like try to capture process as you do it. You know what I mean? That's, that always saves a lot of time. So, you know, read a, read a book. There's lots of books on process. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. No, that's so, that's so good. So do you have any example of questions that you've used to kind of weed out the, the wrong people and find the right people that you're looking to hire? It depends what you're hiring for. So when I, I know a lot of the I know all the parts of the business. So when I start asking for people, I look for um, relevant experience um, and with designers and things like that, I always do trial projects. So yeah. like I hired uh, just, I just hired three um, people in the video development space. And um, I went and I found six that were like good fits yeah. and I gave them all projects and I said, let's just work on this one project and then I can have some ongoing work if it goes well. And they all do that. And I told them it's a test project. Yeah. But at the same time, I was getting assets developed for my clients. Uh, you know what I mean? Smart. So getting all these things. I was like, oh, let's do this one. This one. Some of them I did the same to see how they compare. Um, yeah. And then I brought on three based on, oh, well, that's cool. You guys kind of have different takes on it. And I look, and so as far as vetting them, I vet through process. I also vet through questions on their experience. Have you done uh, relevant things uh, related to this? Or if you know the space, you ask questions that they should know Mm -hmm. if they're the right fit. And if they can't answer it, it's like, all right, you don't even know what that software is or you don't know what, you know. So you, you should know what you're looking for depending on the role. Right. Yeah. Um, an interesting objection that I've heard when I've talked to people who are trying to make this shift and they're, they're, they're capped on their time and they're like, okay, I know, I know I need to start hiring an interesting objective. I've heard them say is like, okay, uh, but I'm worried that I won't have the revenue to pay them next month because let's say they have a coaching program and they're like, okay, I need to bring in this many clients each month and their systems are still new and they're trying to like test it out and everything. Um, but they're capped on time. So would you recommend that they still hire or do they have to just deal with that, that kind of uncertainty that like make it kind of happen type thing? I don't know if you've experienced that before, but it was an interesting objection I've heard. There's always a tipping point for somebody who is trying to grow a business. They, to grow the business, they need to hire someone, but then they're afraid that they're not going to be able to get the clientele. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I'm in the same spot with somebody. One of my clients was like, oh, I, get, I need to expand and buy a new piece of property, build a warehouse for, for uh, shipping and development. And I'm afraid to do that because I don't know, will the sales continue? <laughs> you know. Right. So we, whether you're making a million dollars a year and you're doing that or yeah. you're making you know, $10,000 a month and you're worried about, yeah, so you're always going to face these, these questions. Right. Um, and so I think if you are that unsure I would say that you don't have a sales system in place that you're confident in to bring in new clients. So like I know how to bring in clients, meaning yeah. if I was like going to hire people, I am like very certain that when I start running my sales system, I can sooner or later I'll get a client or two. Right. But I think that they need to, they need to take the pressure off and they might have to eat some of their own wage that they take in yeah. order to pay for people to help them yeah. so they can free up their time so they can get more clients. Right. Right. So it's like, you have to look at it and say, all right, let's say I'm putting five grand. I make 10 grand a month. I'm putting five grand in my pocket. Um, maybe for the next three months, I'm going to put uh, three grand in my pocket and I'm going to pay a couple people to help me. And I'm going to test the waters with the hired help. Yeah. I want to see, does this really make a big difference? And, and you might feel the pressure come off and be like, whoa, I can like focus on actually building my business now. Like I can let right. them do their thing. I trust them. And then you start bringing in the clients. You got to have a little faith in yourself. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I love that. That's amazing. So what has been the biggest challenge that you're facing currently as a business owner? And what have you been working on to handle that challenge? <laughs> my biggest challenge is probably just, um, I'm always like, I'm not the best with processes. I have like mm. multiple people that are like process gurus, like trying to kind of help me push it forward. <laughs> and I wait to the 11th hour of pain to finally like put a process together. Yeah. Um, Cause I'm prepared. I have clients that are moving to like, you know, over $200,000 a month, right. In revenue. Yeah. And I'm looking at it going, I think we need a stronger foundation to prepare for battle of like 500,000 a month. Like I don't want the, right. the house to collapse of the pressure, right? Like right. we need to be able to handle it. So we need strong processes, consistency in how we do winning strategies or yeah. how we identify strategies that aren't working. And they have to be able to um, relay to the team, like yeah. new people coming in, you know what I mean? So that's that's the biggest thing is is preparing for the next evolution of my growth with the client's growth like because as mm, as we drive them to such a big place i'm making sure that not only is the client set up in certain things their way of thinking and also their business systems but our business and they have to work synergistically together to really um to kind of support the growth Right. Mm, yeah. That's very cool. Okay. I love that. Um, I think that that's super interesting because that is like the long-term vision that you need to be aware of as a business owner is going, okay, like we've now scaled to this level, but there's going to be another level that we have to make sure that the foundation is constantly built. Right. Yes. Yes. Cause it will collapse if you're not. Yeah. Or yeah. like, it's kind of like, um, let's say you have a basketball team and everyone's working really hard. The process is one practice in the morning, practice in the afternoon, but then you have a team and their process is like two practices a week. 
um, like they can both go into a championship game. One's going to get crushed and one's going to be prepared, right? So right. you just need to make sure you're actually capable of handling that kind of, you know, growth. And, yeah. um, you know, I remember somebody saying to me, like, what, how, how do you build an eight-figure company? And, like, you wouldn't know what that looks like unless you've done it before. So you can't say, right. well, it would, you probably need this, that you got to hire a CEO at that point and all you wouldn't even know what it looks like. So yeah. like, you have to understand like, well, what does it look like and how do I set myself up to actually do those things? You know? Yeah. And is the best way to get kind of a vision on what it looks like is to potentially hire mentors, uh, read books, connect with people who have already done it before. That's right. Yeah. You, you want to talk to people that have done it before, um, or you're going to uh, slowly iterate as you go, right? Okay, mm -hmm. I, see a, I see a lot of stress in this part of the business. I need to address that. Like what, what's wrong and mm -hmm. can I problem solve for it? Mm -hmm. you, you, you optimize that part of the business. Okay, right. oh, now this part of the business as we grow is like really taking a hit what, and we optimize, right? So you can either figure it out as you go, which is always harder, or you have somebody that has been down the road before. I, yeah. I, for me, I've, I, I have a lot of, I've had a lot of mentors um, and it is true, like get a mentor, they can highlight things that you need and they, may, they can't tell you how to run your business. Yeah. Like in the sense of every business is different, yeah. but they give you principles and thoughts on how to think about these things mm -hmm. so that you can look at your business and apply it appropriately. Right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So um, I would love to know what, as you kind of started to put processes into your business, what has been the most important systems and processes that you have implemented in your business that have made the biggest difference? Say that one more time. So you know how you put processes and systems into your business to, yeah. you know, building out a sales process, building out the foundations there with systems and, you know, SOPs and everything like that. What has been some of the most important systems that you have put in that really like add to that foundation of the business? Oh, yeah. I It's just looking at the business as a whole and creating a systematic like flow for it, like. So if I talk to a client, I can break it down in very simple terms. We're going to do this, 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 and this. And then for the team, as we unpack those things, um, I have basically made it like a couple of clicks of a button to set up a client, get everything that everybody needs, and bring a pod. We, like we've signed a team to a, a client. I call it a pod. Yeah. Um, we are all good to go. Like, yeah. so we know what we're looking for. So we're, there are a lot of custom aspects to what we do based on cu customer needs, but there's also this underlying process that never changes. Yeah. Right? right. So it's within that, that we have custom tailored, like one client might need more of this or more of that. Right. But yeah, the pillars are the same of what we're actually doing. Mm hmm. Okay. Very cool. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm following. I'm following. No, that's good. Um, so my last question to you is what advice would you give to somebody who's decided that they want to be a business owner, but they're still stuck in that kind of realm of being a solopreneur? What would be those first couple of action steps that they should take to, to really make that transition? I would just ask themselves some questions about what they want. Like, what are you trying to do? Do you want to continue to um, 
be the sole owner of all the different operations and work that has to be done, which means trading time for money? Yeah. Or do you want to start to detach yourself? And that doesn't all have to happen at once. It could be little by little. Hire one person, get a VA, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and I think if they can just have an honest conversation with themselves and answer those questions, they'll walk away and say, all right, so if that's what I want, then let me try to get my first hire. I would look at the business and say, where am I spending a, most of my time right now that isn't where I really should be. Like I like yeah. to be the client strategist and be, take the calls, but I'm not doing all the actual like design work and emails and all the stuff. Yeah. And so I look at where they're spending the most time and that's the first place I would try to hire somebody to help with. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Awesome. Um, well, this has been amazing. Where can people find you if they want to connect with you, if they want to hear more from you? Sure. Just changecreator.com. Amazing. Nice and simple. I love it. Is there anything else you want to add before we finish up for today? No, no, I think that's it. Um, just, uh, yeah, like, I guess the only thing I'll throw out there as a little pitch is, uh, you know, we run services, but we'll be uh, rolling out a platform where we're taking all the strategies from those services and we're going to package them up for people um, who are not making like big dollars yet every month. Yeah. So they can learn them themselves through the platform and, and kind of get access to the intellectual property. Amazing. Well, yeah. awesome. Um, I'll make sure to include your website in the show notes and everything like Perfect. that. But thank you so, so much. I truly appreciate your time. Um, it's been amazing. You're welcome. Awesome. Let's go ahead and cue that outro video. Thanks for listening to The Business Shift, where we chat about no-nonsense insights and strategies to help you transform your online business into a successful empire. If you or someone you know is an online business owner and are looking to increase the retention and ascension of their programs and outsource their fulfillment, I would love to connect. You can connect with us at yourclientsuccess.com. Until next time, keep shifting your business towards success.